It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Everybody, what's up? Welcome into Best on the Board, presented by BetMGM. It is Friday, February 18th. It is NBA All-Star Weekend. NFL, we know, is done. So the decks are cleared for us to talk about college basketball this entire episode of Best on the Board. I am Michael Beller. Joining me to preview the weekend ahead in college basketball is CJ Moore. CJ, what's up, man? Just another day. How are you doing? I am doing great. You got to talk a little longer so I can have a little bit longer of a, a sip of water there, but it's okay. It's all right. We'll figure that out eventually. Um, I'm doing well, man. This is a a, a good weekend ahead. We have a, a number of rank first rank matchups, and you know we talk a little bit about how rankings don't mean a whole lot, but you know obviously you don't get into the top 25 by accident. So anytime you got a rank first rank matchup, you can expect a pretty good game. We're actually going to look at four such games as we get ready for this big weekend of college basketball ahead of us. So I'm excited for this weekend. Uh, I, I will say welcome to all of the people who uh, realize that college basketball still exists at this time of year, every year. We have been here since November, but we are happy to have you along with us for the rest of the ride through the regular season and into March Madness. Let's get going here, CJ. Four games, as I said, all rank versus rank games. And we start in the Big Ten, Michigan State and Illinois, this is a game taking place in East Lansing. We are using Ken Palm lines as we talk about these for gambling purposes because no official lines available just yet. So Ken Palm has this as Michigan State favored by one. Again, they are at home. 141, the total on this game. These teams have met once this season. It was one of the uglier games that I have watched from start to finish of this season. It was an Illinois 56-55 to win. That game was without Kofi Coburn, however, it was a couple weeks ago. Coburn was in concussion protocol. He missed a couple of games, including this one, and Illinois still pulled out a win at home over Michigan State. But again, really, really ugly, and obviously we know everything about Illinois' offense changes when Coburn isn't in there. So I look at this matchup, CJ, and I see Michigan State favored by one. Again, the Ken Palm lines aren't going to be perfect, but it'll probably be somewhere in there, somewhere between Michigan State favored by one and a half or Illinois favored by one and a half, and I just can't see any reason to not bet Illinois with the way these two teams match up against one another. Yeah, I mean, the only reason is it's it's going to be played at Michigan State, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I'm with you. I, I think um, Kofi might put Marcus Bingham in the bucket. Like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just like he did when he put up the 38 or whatever against Wisconsin. Like, they, they just don't have anyone on that front line who can handle him. Yeah, I mean, Bingham's a good defender and he's long, but man, he's a, Kofi's a different kind of beast. So, yes. um, I think I like Illinois here. I like Illinois' team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, another thing, like the Big Ten race, is, it is yes. it's crowded up there at the top. It is. And uh, this is a game the Illini could definitely use. Just coming off that loss to Rutgers, um, I think usually a really, really good team, for mm-hmm. the most part, bounces back after a loss. So I'm, I'm with you. I think I like the Illini. 
Yeah, it was a game that Illinois was never really in in the second half either, which is strange. Although Rutgers, as you and I were talking about before we got recording, on a four-game winning streak and impressive wins from top to bottom on that streak. Michigan State, Ohio State, and Illinois at home and at Wisconsin. So Rutgers are now 10-5 and in the Big Ten and making a case for themselves to be an at-large team. You mentioned the Big Ten race going into this weekend. You've got Purdue at 12-4, and Illinois and Wisconsin at 11-4. and Rutgers is at 10-5, and Michigan State's at 9-5, and and then Ohio State, because of some COVID issues, they've played the fewest games. They've only played 13, so two fewer than most of these teams. They're at 9-4. and So any of those teams, all those teams mathematically alive for the Big Ten regular season title, have to assume, though, that Purdue, Illinois, and Wisconsin, with a little bit of a leg up as we head into the home stretch. Michigan State also, CJ, they've just been – you know, so inconsistent, uh, really all season, and an inconsistent offensive team. And again, like this just feels like the team that Illinois eats up when Illinois has been fully healthy this season, when they've had Coburn, when they've had Curbelo, when they've had everyone available to them. You know, they've looked like one of the best teams in the country. And I just, I find it hard, like, I find it hard to expect an inconsistent offensive team like Michigan State to stay with Illinois when Illinois basically is able to do what it does every time it takes the floor. Yeah, you throw it into the big fella and spread it out and shoot threes. Like yeah, it's, it's exactly a simple formula, uh, but it but it works really well. And um, you know, I, I think maybe the one spot Michigan State could go at Illinois is Joey Hauser, Malik Hall. You know, Illinois is kind of small at the yep. four spot unless Coleman Hawkins is out there, and he hadn't been great mm-hmm. um, during conference play. So maybe that's one spot Michigan State can exploit him, but. Um, other than that, you know, it's it's going to be it's going to be tough for Michigan State to to match up with uh, the big fella. All right, so that's uh, that's Michigan State and Illinois, and again, that's uh, that, that's one of the first games of the day on Saturday. So a good way to start your college basketball weekend with the Spartans and the Fighting Illini. Let's move on to Texas and Texas Tech here. CJ, another game that Ken Palm has as a close one, a one point game. Texas this time favored by one. This game, of course, in Austin after the one in Lubbock. The uh, rowdy atmosphere that we saw leading up to that game with Chris Beard making his return to Lubbock as the head coach of the Texas Longhorns. Texas minus one, 123 on the Ken Palm line. I think a little bit different of a matchup than what we talked about with Michigan State and Illinois. Uh, with the, the uh, matchup that they just had, I mean, we're talking, what, that was two weeks ago that these teams just played. How do you take that and apply what we saw in that one to this matchup, if there is anything that you take and apply to this one? Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a ton of emotions flowing again, right? There are a ton of emotions flowing in that one. I think Texas Tech has the better athletes. I think that showed up in that game. Uh, but Kevin McCuller probably not going to play in this game with a high ankle sprain. One of the most important players for Texas Tech. That being said, TJ Shannon, who we also expected this year to be like Texas Tech's best player, right? Yes. He, he hasn't been that for most of the season, but here he's put together two good games in a row. Maybe he's starting to kind of get back into it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of back and forth on this one. I, I think at home, you know, Texas Tech's schedule is pretty favorable the rest of the way mm-hmm. uh, outside of this game. Like, I, I think they, the Red Raiders should be able to maybe, you know, run the table after this game. Mm-hmm. But Texas on its home court, uh, I'm kind of leaning that way. If, if, if McCuller was playing in this game, I, I, I might pick Tech. But the fact that he's out, I know they beat Baylor the other night with without him. But mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm kind of leaning Texas. How do you feel on this one? Yeah, I think that's the way that I lean as well. And Texas has been, you know, it's been 
fun to watch. I think yeah, with with all the right, for, so right off the top, right, you've got Chris Beard, new coach, new new system, all that. You bring in Marcus Carr. You've got Andrew Jones back for his uh, last year in Austin. Just you know the moving parts that they've uh, assembled on this team and the way that things have you know, come together and then frayed at the seams a little bit and then re come back together. It's been I think one of the more fun watches in college basketball this season. Not necessarily from a literal eyeballs on them while they're playing, but just the way that a pretty talented team has had to figure things out on the fly. I think that's been one of the more fun subplots of this Big 12 season, and uh, I do think that comes to a head in this matchup with Texas Tech. Trey Mitchell also for Texas. He missed that win that they had a couple of days ago uh, at Oklahoma in overtime uh, due to injury. So uh, no word as of yet as to what his status is going to be for this Texas Tech matchup, but they could be a little bit shorthanded as well. Not quite as important to uh, Texas as McCuller is to Texas Tech, but still both teams uh, could be down a key rotation member. So that's something to think about as well. But uh, I'm with you. I think that just, yeah, Texas Tech does have the, uh, they are. I think it will come. A lot of it will come down to TJ Shannon. Uh, if McCuller isn't able to play, they're going to need that same sort of game uh, that Shannon gave them against Baylor, uh, where he you know didn't shoot it very well from three, but was still a nice creator for them inside the arc and ended up scoring 14 points in that one. I lean Texas. It's probably from a pure gambling perspective, though, pretty easy for me to stay away from this one. Yeah, you mentioned Trey Mitchell, but the the nice thing Texas has here is. Christian Bishop has mm-hmm. been really, really good lately. And, um, you know, you can't really throw the ball in the post a ton against the Red Raiders, the way mm-hmm. they play. It's really hard to throw the ball in the post. That's Trey, Trey Mitchell's thing. Christian Bishop, more of a, um, a rim roller. Yep. So that's, you know, kind of a better fit in that matchup. So I don't know that the Trey Mitchell stuff matters that much, whether he plays or not. But, um, yeah, I just I'm, I was probably a stay away from me too. Mm-hmm. Um, you could you maybe like that number is going to be pretty low for the over under. Yep. Um, maybe, maybe you hit that and, 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 you know, bank on maybe these teams being able to score a little bit. So I don't know, yep. but, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's probably stay away from me as well. A fun matchup, and uh, hopefully it'll bring the same sort of drama the first one did, but a stay away for us on Texas and Texas Tech. We're going to kick things over into the SEC in just a second. First, though, a message from our friends at BetMGM. Right now, bet 10 bucks and win 150 plus get three free months to The Athletic if you go to BetMGM.com and use the code THEATHLETICPOD. Again, take advantage of this offer right now from the king of sportsbooks. Bet 10 to win 150. That's any bet. These bets we're talking about, you want to bet on Illinois, it's minus 110 for me. I already done this but for you it'll be get bet 10 win 150 plus three free months to the athletic at betmgm.com with the code the athletic pod it's a new customer offer terms and conditions apply all right cj a couple of big games in the sec to talk about let's start with kentucky and alabama now the ken palm line has this as kentucky minus 10 ken palm and the way that that site is built this is assuming that ty ty washington plays for kentucky not so sure that that's going to be the case. So if that's not the case, this is not going to be Kentucky minus 10. 156, the total on this at Kempom, also unlikely to be that high if Ty Ty Washington doesn't play. So we have that up here. You can basically throw that out. We'll wait and see what the line is when it gets posted, probably later on Friday night. But this is a fun game. Kentucky, obviously one of the best teams in the country, with or without Washington, obviously better with Washington. Alabama, tons of talent has had trouble getting things going, but now they've won three straight games. They're showing that top-level team that they can be when things are right, especially when things are right for them offensively. With or without Washington, this is one of the games of the weekend. I'm really looking forward to it. How do you break down this matchup? Well, first of all, didn't we talk about on this show that like 
like, what are you doing? You're, you're not supposed to bat Alabama. <laughs> we did. I think, you know what? Alabama, frankly, yeah, we, we I think that was, not. I think that was the last time these teams played. Cause we yeah. talked about the, the first matchup between these two teams. And I think that was uh, that what you, what you said, just Alabama can be an A plus team. They the can be away. an F team. Just forget about betting on them. Yeah. Stay the hell away. But, um, you know, even if Ty Ty doesn't play, how what do you think that affects the line? What so a couple of points. Couple of points. I think he's worth I think he knocks it down to eight or so. Eight's still a lot. Eight's still a lot. Yeah. I, I, I'm leaning Bama to cover here. Um I think that Kentucky can obviously still win the game. Uh, you know, Davion Mintz probably fill in for Ty Ty. He's been playing mm-hmm. pretty well lately. Um he's got, you know. He's went 21, 7, 10, 11, 11 in his last five games. So, um, Davion's a – he's not a nice player. He's no tight side Washington. Like, he's not a pro, right? Mm-hmm. But um, you throw him out there. Uh, I think Kentucky, obviously, wanting to bounce back from from the loss at, at Tennessee mm-hmm. at home. Uh, I, I like Kentucky in this game, but I, I don't I don't think – if without Ty Ty, I don't think they're, like, going to be rolling like they've been rolling – and uh, yeah, I just don't see them beaten by Alabama by more than eight. But who knows? Like when Kentucky wins, usually Kentucky just crushes. So let's talk about Alabama then for a second here, because I think we know generally what to expect from Kentucky. That just hasn't been the case with Alabama this season. But three straight wins, including one over Arkansas, uh, that was just a 68 to 67 victory. Again, we know that this team can get going offensively. We just haven't seen enough of it with consistency yet this season. How do you feel about them just coming into this matchup with Kentucky? How do you grade the way they're playing compared with their entire body of work for the for the season? Yeah, I mean, three straight wins, but only one of those is real, right? Like you, you Only one, Matt, yeah. Most people are going to beat Mississippi and Mississippi State at home. Yeah, yeah. Most people are going to win. That. Like Mississippi State's all right, but, but yeah, Mississippi, come on. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but uh, so that's so, so the only one real win there. But hey, beating Arkansas right now is a pretty nice win. Like Arkansas yeah. is Arkansas is rolling. Yeah, I, I mean, this team just like they they don't guard anywhere close to the way they guarded it last year. Um, you know, in this matchup, they are not a good defensive rebounding team. That's not great against Kentucky. Uh, let's see what Oscar get on. Oscar got five offensive rebounds in the first game. Kentucky had ten offensive rebounds, mm-hmm. um, which really, you know, I you got to give it to Bama. Not bad against Kentucky, right? Yeah. Like you only give up ten. Um, but I, I just I, I I don't trust Bama. But man, I trust him to cover eight with Ty Ty Washington. I play. Yeah, and we're sort of assuming that. Um, you know, maybe it is a little bit lower. Um, at what, what what point would you cross over? Tie tie, like just sit tie tie and get. Oh, it. for sure. Just for sure. I think that's just big team. picture. That's big picture. Way. This game means relatively little, if anything at all, to Kentucky. Yeah, I mean, they're you could say they're playing for a one to to try to get on the one line, but yeah, but a uh, loss in this game doesn't preclude them from getting on the one line. No, but it's it's getting close. Yeah, um, but I, I think they're they're a two at the worst. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely, Pretty much almost no matter what happens yeah. the rest of the way. So, um, yeah, I mean, sit tight, tie, get him right, mm-hmm. and uh, I still think the the cats can win this game. What's the number that it would have to be at for you to say to flip on the other side and say Kentucky covers? How low would that have to come? Maybe I think at like five, five and a half. I'm interested in Kentucky. Five, four, 
five, probably about uh, yeah. five and a half. I'm even maybe a little hesitant. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see what it comes in uh, later on on Friday night. And hey, speaking of later on on Friday night, for all you Alabama fans, don't forget Herb Jones and the Rising Stars Challenge uh, in the uh, NBA All Star Weekend. Oh, gotta catch that Rising Stars Challenge. Hey, catch it's actually it. it's actually pretty fun this year. Did you do you see how they changed the format by any chance? No, I did not. So it's they it's four it's four teams, four teams <laughs> drafted by see Isaiah Thomas. Uh, um, like Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas, the Isaiah Thomas, Detroit Pistons, Isaiah Thomas, the Isaiah Thomas, uh, Gary Payton, Gary Payton, give you some advice, bet against his team. <laughs> uh, anyways, it's uh, and so it's four teams, and they're playing with a, like a little mini tournament. And the, the the semifinal, the first round is first to fifty wins, and then the championship is first to twenty five. That's so it's a, yeah. At least they breathe some life into it. At least, at least they're yeah. trying something new. Good stuff. They're trying uh, something new. And if you're interested in that, uh, beyond the way uh, that we're talking about it here, we did conduct a little All-Star Weekend fantasy draft on our previous episode of Best on the Board. It's titled NBA All-Star Saturday Draft, even though the Rising Stars Challenge takes place on Friday night. So go ahead, check it out, and come cheer for Team Barry with me, because that's uh, that's my Rising Stars team. Team Barry's a so good one. You, you've got um, Gary team- Payton, you said, Isaiah Thomas, and who are the other two captains? Um, that's, a, that's a good um uh, yeah, uh, Rick Barry and Rick Team Barry apparently. And I forget the I forget the fourth one. But either way, anyway, no matter who it is, it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be uh, I think a, a fun way to breathe some life into this uh, Rising Stars Challenge. One more game for us to talk about here on this college basketball weekend, and it's still in the SEC: Tennessee and Arkansas. Ken Palm's got this as Tennessee minus one, a one thirty nine. Total. We got Tennessee on a five-game winning streak. Uh, like to use your phrasing, really only one that matters. But oh boy, does it matter! A nice thirteen-point win over Kentucky the last time they took the floor. Arkansas, meanwhile, one of the hottest teams in the country. They have won ten of their last eleven games with that one loss, a one-point loss at Alabama. So uh, Arkansas must has really got that team. Rolling. This is the first time these teams have played each other. However, it will not be the last time these two teams are going to see each other again in the SEC regular season finale for the two of them. So two meetings in the span of about three weeks for these teams with this one kicking it off in Fayetteville. Break down this matchup for us, CJ. Yeah, I mean, I, Arkansas, you said it, has been awesome this uh, lately. I think in Bud Walton is especially awesome. Like, that's mm-hmm. one of the best atmospheres in college basketball. On a Saturday, it's going to be just rocking. Uh, J.D. Note has been really, really good lately. Uh, they spread you out. Um, you know, I, I really like the big kid on their team. Jalen Williams is a guy who can, um, you know, play make from the perimeter as well. Uh Arkansas, like I saw him play early in, in, in Kansas City, and those are some hard-playing dudes. And it was surprising that they struggled early on, especially after I saw them then, or at least like in the middle. Like, you know, they had they had a stretch where, where they lose five of six at one point. But you take away that one stretch, and they've won, lost one game all year. <laughs> so it was a bad stretch. Like there was a loss to <laughs> Vanderbilt <ugh. laughs> uh, and a loss to uh, Hofstra in there. And the Vanderbilt uh-huh. was at home. But um, no, nah, they've they've been really good. I think I think that's a top twenty ish team. I think Tennessee's uh-huh. a top twenty ish team. Um, I, I think these teams are probably pretty close to even. And one point at Bud Walton, like give give me Arkansas. 
Yeah, I think that's the way that I lean here as well. Because of all the reasons you said, these are uh, relatively evenly matched teams. They haven't seen one another this season. So there's obviously some familiarity uh, with the, um, you know, with just you know being in the same conference and obviously, you know, a couple of big freshmen for uh, for Tennessee, but still some continuity from last year. So there's some familiarity, but this is going to be, you know, two teams figuring each other out for the first time and maybe for the first, you know, 10 minutes of this game. That's what it looks like, two teams figuring out uh, this equally matched opponent on the other side of the floor. But ultimately, I side with the home court advantage. So as long as we're looking at a spread that is in this one, one and a half, two, maybe even two and a half range, Arkansas would be the play for me if somehow it were higher than that, which I would be totally stunned by. I'm not suddenly betting Tennessee. I'm just staying away from it. This is an Arkansas or nothing. Two, I'll say two and a half or less. I'm on Arkansas. Anything other than that, it's a stay away from me. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. And it's gonna be it's gonna be great. I mean, like you know, you, you look at this. Uh, you just look at the SEC um, coming down to the you know the stretch here. Obviously, Auburn at twelve and one should win this conference. But then you've got Kentucky and Tennessee at ten and three, and Arkansas at nine and four. So there's gonna be some jockeying for position. Ultimately, might not matter all that much if you're assuming these two teams are in the top four. But for seeding purposes, you avoid Auburn in that uh, semifinal round of the SEC tournament, and you can get one more win, be it you know Kentucky over Arkansas or Tennessee over Arkansas or Arkansas over Tennessee, whatever that matchup is. And then you go down to Auburn, that one win, that one more win in the SEC conference uh, tournament could end up being the difference of a seed line. So uh, there is something at stake for Tennessee and Arkansas when they get together in this game. You want to avoid Auburn and have that better bite at the apple once you get to SEC tournament time and change your seeding just that much for the NCAA tournament. By the way, while you were talking, I checked it out. James Worthy is the other coach James Worthy. in, in the uh, Rising Stars Challenge, right? <laughs> the hey, number James Worthy. Golly. Look, look, I've got NFL on this show. I've got college basketball. I've got NBA. I've got a million oh, things. Wow. So, you know, just one little thing. Rick Barry, Gary Payton, Isaiah Thomas, and James Worthy are the four coaches with this uh, Rising Stars Challenge tonight. So check it out, CJ. What else are you doing? Uh, I'm probably going uh, – I'm actually uh, interviewing some parents of a player tonight. So All right. I guess well, maybe, maybe they'll want to watch it with you. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Best on the Board. Thanks so much to those of you uh, who joined us on YouTube, watching, and everyone, of course, out there listening to this show uh, just a quick programming note no best on the board next week we return in force with our eyes set on the ncaa tournament and championship week on monday february 28th for cj i am michael beller have a great weekend good luck happy betting and we'll talk to you soon mm-hmm.